That was good. Thank you, guys. Thank you, worship team. Uh, let's pray this morning. God, we are so grateful that, uh, that we get to sing to you, that we get to be with the church. Lord, uh, no matter where we are, no matter where we meet, we are the church. No matter if we're alone in the grocery store, we're still the church. And I pray that we remember that. That, that we continue to represent you no matter where we are, no matter what time it is, no matter what day it is. And God, that we get to represent the one who is the name above all names. And, and uh, Lord, I pray that you forgive me of my sins so I can be used by you right now. I know that I have nothing to offer. pray that no one sees me or anybody else up here um, that they don't see Pastor Ben or the worship team or even Summer singing. They just see and hear you to know, hey, it's all God. So I pray that you use me in spite of me, Lord. I pray that you deliver the word, not my opinion or anything else, but just what your word says. We love you, God. We thank you for who you are. Thank you so much for allowing us to be in your presence today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you guys will turn to the book of Matthew again. If you weren't here earlier, it is we have some LCAers, some Legion Academy uh, people from uh, right down the road. They will be our neighbors next year once the building is built about a half mile away. We're excited to have you guys here. And and Tanya has uh, made lunch for you guys and everybody. So thank you so much for getting all that ready. So we'll pull out the tables after that. And, uh, and you guys will have an awesome lunch. And you can pretend like you go to Legion 2 and get a free lunch. Maybe. All right. So uh, thank you guys for being here. We are grateful for what God's doing through your school. And, uh, and Matthew chapter 1 is where we're going to be in verse 18 through 25-ish. Around there, 26. We'll see where we get. But let's stand in the honor of reading God's Word. We're going to read verse 18 of Matthew chapter 1 together. This comes from the New American Standard Version. If you want to read together, if you want to read from your version, out that, that out loud too, that's okay too. But let's read it together. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Thank you guys. You can be seated if you weren't here last week. We went through Mary's version of the events and what happened and what she saw. And being Mary, being a young teenage girl, finding out that you are, first of all, you know that you're, you're, you're ready to get married. Uh, your future husband is, is preparing the next life, phase of life that you're going to be in. And she finds out this news. And we, we talked about that last week. I'm not going to go over it. Uh, but man, it, was just a, it could be a, it's a very scary thing to find out some things that you aren't ready for. And, uh, and she faced that. You know, yesterday uh, at the Big Ten Championship and the SEC Championship, they gave away $100,000 at halftime, both games. Uh, there was one guy named Tyler who was from Beckley, West Virginia. And another girl, yep, Beckley, yep, that's where we go skiing and stuff like that. Beckley, West Virginia. He probably worked at Winter Place at some point. Actually, a worship leader uh, at, his, uh, at his church, and uh, he's in medical school. And uh, there was a girl named Andrea, Andrea uh, from Baton Rouge. And it's pretty cool because both of them had submitted uh, resumes or submissions of why they should be picked to participate in the Dr. Pepper Challenge. Basically what it was, whoever could throw in, four people were chosen in each game to throw a football in a big Dr. Pepper can. Whoever got the most in... They won $100,000. Now, can you imagine getting $100,000 for a scholarship, right? For some of you that have kids that have gone through college or that are going through college or that will go through college, that's a lot of money. That's some good free money, right? And so you know they were cheering for their kids. And I love the one with Tyler from Beckley. He's a believer, and he was a somatist. I want to thank God for giving me this opportunity. But they were chosen. 
And it's a pretty cool thing to be chosen, isn't it? It's pretty cool to be picked out, especially when you work to get to that point. You write it down and you want to be chosen to be the one. It's a pretty special feeling. When I, uh, and, and, and another thing that he had to do after he was chosen, Tyler and Andre, they had to choose to say, okay, we'll do this. A lot of pressure. You're sitting in this big, huge dome or this big, huge stadium, and you've got to throw footballs through a Dr. Pepper can, right? And everybody else is probably going, man, I can do better than that. I can do better than that, right? And you got to face that pressure. You got to go through that. And they had to choose to do it. So they were chosen, and then they had to choose to go through with it, right? Because, and that's going to be an important part about today, because God has chosen us to do things, but here's the thing. He's given us free will to choose to go through with it. You had a very tough choice to make yesterday, right? You set it up here. You stood right here, and you said Tony called you and said, hey, God, you said one of the scariest things to hear is God put you on my heart, right? And you're like, oh, man, you know? And, and she came up here, and she had a choice. She was chosen, I believe, by the Lord to be here last night to speak to all these ladies that were here. But she had to make a choice to go through with it. There's many of us have been chosen to do things, but we have not chosen to follow through with it, and we're suffering because of it. We're living depressed lives because of it. We are mourning because of it, because we're not following through with God's plan for our life. Maybe mourning's not a good word, but we're saddened. We're missing something. There's something that's not right because you're not following through with what God has chosen you to do. Now, when we are chosen, it's a pretty cool thing. A lot of times, uh, in, in growing up in school, in elementary school, middle school, and high school, when, when they they chose teams. I was not one of the ones that was picked immediately or mid-round. <laughs> I was a late-round pick every time, right? You know, it was like, well, there it goes. We know Eric's going to be picked. Kyle's going to get picked next. And, and uh, yeah, Troy's going to get picked next. And like, man, you're sitting there going, ah, anybody ever been through that? I don't even know if they do that in school anymore because people, kids will get, you know, sad and stuff. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I wasn't picked because it made me get worse at basketball, right? So, <laughs> so anyway, when, when, we're, when we're not picked, it's kinda, it kind of stinks, but when we're picked, man, it's like, hey, I pick you. And, like, and that's a pretty cool thing. So even if you've not been picked, if you're like, yeah, I don't know what it's like to be picked. I mean, I've been picked over there all my whole life. Here's the cool thing. Here's the cool thing. God has picked you to be used by him. And some may, some, some even, and believe this, some people even preach this, that some people aren't even picked to come to know Jesus Christ. I believe that's a lie. And here's why. Here's why. I believe that the Bible says this. I believe the Bible says this, that he doesn't want anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. I believe that with all my heart. Now, I believe he knows, no doubt. I believe he knows since the beginning, before the beginning, he knows who's going to come to know Christ. But I believe that we have a choice to make. So God is choosing you to be saved because he sent his son to die on the cross. When we celebrate Christmas, that's what it's all about. But let's talk about the choice that he made for Joseph. Because imagine being the dad of Jesus. Imagine being that guy. Let's read it. Let's read the rest of it. We just read verse 18. Verse 19 says this, Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. Right? So Joseph finds out, hey, guess what? Your betrothed, your fiance, sweet little Mary, who hasn't done anything wrong, righteous woman, right? She's done stuff wrong, of course. She's not a perfect woman. Joseph wasn't a perfect man, right? 
just normal people that God has chosen to do this. God's already told the news to Mary. I don't know how Joseph got the news. Probably Mary told him. Can you imagine that conversation? Hey, Joseph, no, we're getting married, but I'm pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Never happened before, never happened again, but I promise, right? That's a, that's a lot of faith to believe, right? That's really hard to believe. And as a matter of fact, you see the humanity in Joseph. It says right here, verse 19, Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to secretly, uh, to send her away secretly. There was a dilemma. And what that word planned literally means, it means he's fully determined. Anybody kids that are fully determined when they tell you they're going to do something? Right? right? Every time. I'm going to do this and you tell them 18 reasons why not to do it and they're like, I'm fully determined. I'm going to eat that cookie off the floor. I don't care if there's two ants on it. It's good, right? I'm going to do that, right? Some people at the, uh, at the women's banquet, I convinced them to try syrup on their pork chops. I was fully determined that some people will have that. And th did anybody in here have syrup on their pork chops? Was it good? I did it too. It was awesome. Try that. You put syrup on your bacon, you know you do. Try it on your pork chops. Same thing. Comes from the same animal, pretty much, right? Same, I guess. We're both pig. All right. So anyway, anyway, back to where we're talking about. Where are we? Oakdale, preaching. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Determined, right? So he was determined to do this. It's going to take a miracle from God to change his mind. That's what it was going to happen. And so let's, let's just go over what his thought is and what his process is because he's... He's getting a lot of information right now. First of all, he's finding out he's chosen. Uh, my dad and I, when we, when we decorated for Christmas, when I got to about 16, we, we found a Christmas tree from CVS. It was one of those LED light, light up trees that are like about this tall. Everybody have those? And we put it in our living room. <laughs> it's not, not carried us the rest of the time, right? It stayed up all year long, right? So we celebrate Christmas all year long, right? So anyway, but before that, before that, we had a Christmas tree and we had a very special Christmas ornament box. Anybody have those? Right? And so I our tradition, our tradition was, until I became a punk and didn't want to do it at 16, right? right? Our tradition was that we would, when we took down the Christmas tree, right? And some of you guys, I know you wrap it up with cellophane and just put it up in the attic and keep it there. That's pretty smart, right? Pretty smart. Anybody, didn't some people do that? No? Okay. There's, there's an idea. All right. The, uh, but, but we have it in a box and we wrap them in napkins or newspapers. Anybody else do this? Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So, but, but it came time when we decorated the Christmas tree, we opened up each ornament. It was like opening up a present. I love presents. I love getting it. It was like, man, new present. And we would, we would kind of memorize or just have that memory of where that Christmas ornament came from. Like this was the one I made when I was in kindergarten. This is the one where I made it in third grade. This is the one that we got from this place when we went here. Anybody have those memories? Pretty cool memories, right? Pretty awesome. You can remember the smell of the, the tree and and sitting there with your family, and just, just, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Pretty cool. Now, you remember your favorite ornament? Remember your favorite ornament, the one you always looked for first, and you wanted to put it on there first, or maybe it was last because it was a special ornament or whatever. You picked it. It was your favorite. Man, you wanted to get to that, and this is what God has done. God has picked Joseph to do something pretty incredible. Remember, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome thing to be picked. Sometimes we get picked to do things we don't want to, like sweep the floor, right? I mean, we like being picked to win a $100,000 scholarship. That's great, but man, sometimes God picks us to sweep the floor. Sometimes God picks us to wash the feet of our enemies that's about to betray us before we go before Jesus went to the cross. God picked Jesus to do that right before Jesus went to the cross to wash the man's feet that was going to stab him in the back. 
Sometimes, sometimes God chooses to do the things that we just don't want to do, that we feel like we're too better to do, that we're just too good to do. Sometimes God tells us to forgive the people we really, all the time he tells us, to forgive the people we don't want to forgive. That's hard stuff, right? He chooses to do these things. Remember, you have a choice, right? You have a choice whether to follow through with that or what he's chosen you to do, or you have a choice to reject that. Same with salvation. He's given you a choice. He's chosen to give you his son as the gift, as the redemption, as the sacrifice. You have the choice to accept that gift or um, deny that gift. Everybody's got these choices to make, and all of us do. So, so whatever it is, however easy it is or hard it is, remember God's chosen you to do something. You're not the perfect person, but I believe if he's chosen you to do it, you're perfectly placed there to do it. You hear that? You're not perfect, right? But if he's chosen you to be at your school, to be at your work, to be in your family, you are perfectly placed to be there to do what God's called you to do. Lori, I believe you were perfectly picked to be up here last night. No doubt in my mind. Perfectly picked. My God, who put everything together, I believe in his divine nature, perfectly put you on, on Tony's heart to say, hey, I want you to come up here and give your testimony. No doubt in my mind. I believe each parent in here is perfectly placed in your home to be the mom and the dad of the kid. You need to be single parents. I believe he's perfectly placed you there to put you there to be, do exactly to be his hands and feet. I believe that with all my heart. Doesn't mean you're a perfect person. Amen? But it means you're, I believe that. I believe that Joseph was perfectly put there. And imagine how he felt. Like, how am I going to teach a man, a boy, that was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and I'm just his rental dad, kind of, right? You know? I mean, I just get just kidding. I mean, he was his dad, right? That was his son. That was his boy. I've got to teach Jesus carpentry. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you really teach him, right? I mean, it's already probably pre-born into him, like Jesus the perfect carpenter, right? But he, he got to teach him those things. He got to teach him what it was like to treat a lady. He got to teach him what it was like to say thank you and yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, and all that stuff. God chose Joseph to do this. If I was Joseph, here's how I'd feel. Completely inadequate. No way I'm going to be able to do this. you got to pick somebody else. I can't do it. When God picks you to do something, anybody ever said those things to God? Yep, I have. It's just about every time. God, I can't do this. There's somebody else better to do this. I'm not going to be able to follow through with it, and I can't do it. Excuse, 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 excuse. That's what we give. That's what we give God. Now, Joseph, being a righteous man is what it says in here, right? It says that he was a righteous man. He chose integrity and grace before he chose the godly thing to do. He was going to send her away secretly. Do you know what the punishment for Mary was? Anybody know? By law, stone her to death. That's what it was. If he would have made this public and he would have said, nope, I don't, nope, she needs to be stoned to death, she would have been stoned to death. But before he made the godly decision, he made the decision based off his integrity and being righteous to say, you know what, I love this woman. She's awesome. I don't know what happened, but I'm going to send her away secretly. We're going to get this thing annulled. We're going to get a divorce, and it's going to go. I don't want her to die. But God sent an angel, right? God sent someone. He sent encouragement. He sent this angel that he created. I believe God chose this specific angel to tell Joseph what was going on. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that this is what it's all about. Now, if Joseph would have made this decision based on his feelings, what would he have chosen to do? Send her away. As a matter of fact, if you would have chose with his immediate probably feelings, I'm not getting into his heart. I'm not going to tell you what's in there. But 
A lot of guys that may find that out. Oh, yeah, stoner. <laughs> I'm not saying he did that, but that could have happened with us, right? When God tells us something, our immediate feelings, our immediate feelings don't tell me. I didn't say that's in the Bible, okay? I'm saying that's probably, I would have been hot, right? I would have been really, 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 really angry. Anybody else have been really, really angry, right? So if he would have reacted immediately to his feelings, he would have done some dumb things. Anybody ever reacted immediately to your feelings before? Oh, yes. Remember all that word vomit coming out? You're like, oh, please come back in. Please come back in. And it doesn't. It doesn't go back in, does it? Right? So, listen. United States, us, don't make decisions based on your feelings. Because the Bible says your heart is the most deceitful thing in you, and you cannot understand it. It deceives us. If it's feelings, or what if he would have called his friends? His friends that were okay on the border, on the fence. Hey, uh, Don, it's Joseph here. Mary said she's pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, stoner. That's what Don would have said. That's probably what Don would have said because he likes Joseph probably more than Mary. By the way, for, for those of you that are married in here and you start talking to your family members about what your spouse did, guess what? who they're going to take up for? You, and you're going to get bitter, and you're going to get mad, and they're going to be mad at them. Just, just keep it in-house. Just work all that junk out, right? Total, I didn't mean to get into marriage right now, but, right? So keep it there. Keep it in-house, right? So here's what goes on. All right, man, somebody gave me some Mountain Dew right before, before the service. That's what happened, if you're wondering. <laughs> Never do that again. I mean, it's just like going through my veins. I feel it. it's like. <laughs> so please, why should I pay attention? <laughs> it's true. All right. You identify? All right. So anyway, God, God, God chose Joseph to do this. Here he is. He's on his way. He's, he's, I'm going to send her away secretly, but God does something. I love when but God steps in. But God changes his mind. Here's what happens. Joseph, her husband, being a right, or, um, verse 20, but when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be, what? Afraid. So many of us make decisions based on fear, and we don't follow through. Lori, if you would have based your decision based on fear, you wouldn't have been up here last night. Easy as that. So many people were touched last night because of that. If you make decisions based on fear, you don't do it. I love how he comes to Joseph. Don't be scared. Don't be scared to take Mary as your wife for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. This angel shows up in his dream, right, saying, this is what you've got to do. This is what you need to do. I love how God uses man's pride because if you want to get a man to do something, say, hey, but you're scared. Are you scared? Right? You're scared? Right? No, no, no. I'm not scared, right? I got on a horse bareback about two months ago because Joseph Falk told me I was scared, right? I did. It didn't work out for me too well, but I did it because he said he was scared. Maybe that's, you know, don't be afraid, Joseph. Don't be scared to do what I've called you to do. This is going to be an amazing thing. I'm going to get amazing glory. Here's what's going to happen. But remember, it's his choice. He's got a choice to make. Joseph could have been thinking about, hey, no, I'm marrying Mary. Mary and Mary, and I'm going to have 2.5 kids, and we're going to have a dog, and his name's going to be Spot, and we're going to have a white picket fence, and no one's going to change that. Anybody, anybody ever planned out your life, and God's like, <laughs> right? Yeah, I got, I got your plans right here, right? Like, I've got something different from you that's way better. And by the way, guys, God's will, we always pray for God's will. God's will literally means the best option, which implies you have different options to go down in your life. Right? You can choose to go down God's path or your own path. And every time your path leads to disappointment, I promise, it might be temporary happiness, but it will leave you high and dry every time. 
God's path, God's will is way better. It's way better, and that's where we have to choose, and that's what Joseph makes the choice to do. And if he calls you to do it, he's going to bring you through it. If God has called you to do it, He will bring you through it. Why? Because if He's perfectly placed you there, and He's called Dolly to be my mother-in-law, can you imagine that calling? Whoo, gosh, right? Like, like, that's what I made you for, right? Like, it's going to take a very special person to be His mother. That's, listen, man, yeah, so, so, did you say so lucky? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you are, right? Yes, I am. You are. All right. But God will give you the tools. He'll give you the wisdom. He'll give you the gifts. He'll give you the talents to do what he's called you to do. He will prepare you. He will make it right. He will get it done. Right? Some of you guys with hard-willed children, right? Listen, he's perfectly placed you there. As much as you want to bash your head up against the wall sometimes and their head against the wall sometimes. Listen, listen, he's perfectly placed you to be there. He's going to give you, the, it might be right at the last second, but he's going to give you the tools. He's going to give you, you've got to make the choice if you're going to follow through with it. All right, so he, he makes this, he's going to make a decision here in a second. It says, verse 21, she'll bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Man, what an amazing thing. His name is going to be called Jesus. Joseph, and just like everybody else that was, was Jewish, they knew a Messiah was coming. They heard about prophecy, and man, it's been a long time coming. 400 years of silence. 400 years they don't hear from a prophet. 400 years they don't hear from somebody representing God from Old Testament and the New Testament. And finally, it's coming. Hey, Joseph, you're going to raise this man named Jesus, and he's going to take, he's going to save people from their sins. The gospel is as simple as that. We complicate it so much. Jesus saves people from their sins. Guess what? Who all has sin? Raise it. Raise it high. Raise that. Just to let people in the back know. You got it, and people behind you. Raise your hand if you, you have sinned. You've sinned. Right? All right. Some of you still don't understand. Yep. You're a sinner too. You're a sinner too. I promise. Right? The Bible says it. He will save his people from their sins. Now, all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. This was about 600 years before. We get all excited about Nostradamus. Anybody ever know who Nostradamus is? I used to follow him when I was a kid. I was like, oh my gosh, he predicted everything. No, not really. If you get it. We get so excited about fortune tellers, which are fake, and all that stuff, and horoscopes, which are fake, and all that stuff, and fortune cookies, which are all fake, all that stuff, right? But we forget, and people want to deny this Bible so much. They hate it so much. They want to dismiss this so much. But understand, in this Bible, which skeptics and atheists believe that the the Old Testament and where we're about to read from in Isaiah was written, there's, there's no doubt that it was written 600 years before this happened. Like, no one disputes that. So this statement that he's about to read or that we're about to read was written 600 years before this happens. Now, we can't predict what's going to happen next week. You can't even predict what you're going to eat Tuesday night. You can't do it, right? Because it, so it might not work out. We can't predict rain 24 minutes from now. It can't happen. So, here's what happens in Isaiah 714 if you want to go back and read the rest of the chapter, written between 681 and 739 B.C. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name, what we just sang, what? Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's who you're going to raise, Joseph. You have a choice, but man, you really don't have a choice. Because listen, you want to be in on this. 
God's called you to do different things. God's called you to witness to different people. Some he's made really, really funny. Some he's made really, really serious. Don't get mad at the really, really funny ones. And don't get mad at the really, really serious ones, right? Because we're all a perfect piece to his puzzle. Y'all believe that? Right? He's called some to work with numbers. He's called some not to work with numbers. He's called some to work with money. He's called come not to work. You give me money, I lose it in 10 seconds. I promise. Right? Like he's called different people to do different things. And that's an amazing thing. He's prepared you to do it. And he chose Joseph to, to be the dad, to be the daddy of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Joseph, verse 24, woke up from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife. This choice that he had to make was tough, but he had to accept the plan. He had to believe in God. He had to have faith that this dream was real. He had to have faith that God was really speaking to him through his dream. He had to have faith that God was really telling him to do this. He had to trust and obey. Y'all know that hymn? Trust and obey. There's no other way. If we just did that as a nation, as Christians, things would change. If we just did that in our household, trust and obey. There's no other way. You know, next time your kids ask why, trust and obey. There's no other way. Right? But, but, but dad, trust and obey. There's no other way. Right? Trust and obey. That's what I guess. All right. That's what it's going to get to. But trust and obey. There's no other way. When God tells you to do something, trust and what? Obey, there's no other man. Trust and obey, there's no other way. He said do this. Joseph had a choice to make because he was chosen to do it. He would have missed out on some amazing moments with Jesus being the dad. Being that dad. But here's what he did. It says he took Mary as his wife. What a man of God. He wasn't worried about what his friends was going to say. He wasn't worried about what the church was going to say. He wasn't worried about what the stranger would say. He wasn't worried about what Mary's friend was going to say. He wasn't worried about what the community was going to say. He wasn't worried about what other people would say. He said, you know what? I'm going with God. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You can do whatever you want to, but we're going to serve Jesus Christ. That's what we're going to do. We're going to serve him so well that we're going to raise him up until he gets to be about 12. Then he's going to go off on his own, right? right? We don't, I don't know exactly, but he, at 12, he was preaching in the temple. All right? He ran off and did his own thing. It was awesome, right? But he chose Mary and Joseph to do this. And this is really, really cool. Right? This, I think this is a really cool part because listen, they weren't some supernatural holy people holier than we are now. They were everyday people like same struggles, same temptations. Well, maybe not same. They didn't have cell phones to worry about or TV or phone or anything like that. Still the same thing. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and pride of life. Same things that Satan's never changed. That's what he went with Adam and Eve at. That's what he comes with. At. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. That's what he comes. He had that with Joseph. And guess what? She's already pregnant with the, with the Son of God. And here's what he chose to do. He kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son and he called his name Jesus. What a righteous man of integrity. We need more men like Joseph. We need more men, women like Mary to say, you know what, God, I'll follow you no matter what. I don't care what people say. Think how many decisions you based, you've made on fear and what other people will say. How many times have you delayed following God because of what other people might think? Who cares? The Bible says, be pleasers of who? Pleasers of God, not of men. 
So choose Him. He's chosen you to do it. Some of you guys, I don't know what He chose me to do right now. I have no idea. I don't know what He's chosen me to do. Well, right now, where you are, quit worrying about what's going to happen next year and in two months and tomorrow. He's chosen you to be here right now wherever He's placed you to be a witness for Him. If you're not a, a, if you're not a believer... I firmly believe that he wants you to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior because there are two eternities. The reason he had to do this, guys, the reason he had to make it this way because you had to choose him. And if you don't choose him, there's literally an eternal hell to pay. It doesn't go away. It doesn't stop after 10 minutes. It doesn't stop when it hurts too bad. And some people might say, well, God is a God of love. He's not going to let you be tortured like that. Listen, you choose to reject him. And once you choose and once you leave this earth, once you breathe your final breath of air, there's no more choices left. You understand that, right? And if you choose not to follow Jesus, you've chosen to reject him. The reason God did this for his, with, his, with his only son is because he loves you. Nobody else here on this, I said this last week, but if you were up in heaven with your kids right now, today, and you got to experience what heaven is like. Perfection, no tears, no, no sorrow, no, no mourning, no hurt, no pain, no cancer, no, 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 no doctor's calls. And God comes up and says, hey, I need your boy. I'm going to send him back down. Y'all would, all of us, would beg and plead and say, no, not my kid. Please don't send my kid. Let it be somebody else. He chose his son to die on the cross for you. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe that he died on the cross, that he rose from the dead, it says you will be saved. It doesn't say you might be saved and you try to talk your way into heaven later. It says you will be saved. Today is the day of salvation. You have a choice to make. Friend, close your eyes. Just me and you right now, okay? Just me and you. And if you're really close to someone, you're afraid they might feel you move around, I, you, you can look at me in the eyes or you can raise your hand. I just want to know if God is working on your heart right now, maybe your heart's racing, you're like, man, I'm tired of running. I am so tired of playing this game. I just want to be saved. I just want to confess that Jesus is Lord. I want to be saved. You're, you're tired of it. And maybe you've said a prayer a long time ago, or maybe you just realized that you need Jesus as Lord and Savior. I'm not going to embarrass you. Listen, I'm not going to make you come up on stage. I just want to know who you are so I can pray with you and so we can follow up with each other later if you want to be followed up with. But listen, if that's you, if you're like, I need Jesus as my Savior, I need Him as my King, I need Him as my Lord, I want to be saved right now, just raise your hand or look me in the eye. Just make sure I look you in the eye. Or raise your hand. All right. Anyone else? Awesome. Awesome. Anybody else? Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right, listen. God's obviously doing a lot of work in people's lives right now. Many, many people. And if that's you, here's the deal. I can't save you. Your mama can't save you. Your grandparents can't save you. Only Jesus can save you. And here's the invitation. He's chosen to send his son to die on a cross for us. And now you get to choose. Here's the gift. It's like Christmas morning. There's a gift there. And you can take it and unwrap it and say it's mine. Or you can say, I don't want it. I just don't want it. I might pick it up later. I don't know. I just, I just don't want it. But if you choose that gift of salvation today, you will be saved. Now here, here before, before you make that choice, understand. 
Life is tough even with Jesus. Sometimes it gets tougher. It's still hard, but man, it's fulfilling. And when you decide to follow Jesus, you say that you're going to die to yourself. What that simply means is you're ready to do what He calls you to do. It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. It doesn't mean you're not going to mess up and sin probably before you leave this door, leave this room, or maybe tonight. But understand, we need the forgiveness of Jesus. He died on the cross. His blood was shed for our sins, and He made the way possible. And today in here, you can choose it. So if you looked at me in the eye and you're like, man, that's me. You talk to God right now in your own words. There's no formula. There's no perfect prayer. You tell Him that you're a sinner. You tell Him that you need Him, that you believe in Him, and that you want Him to be your Lord and Savior, and you want to be saved from hell, and you want to live for Him and go to heaven. It doesn't have to be exactly like that, but you get the gist. You tell Him you want to be saved. Right now, just talk to Him in your heart and in your head. And here's the next step. If you make that decision, tell somebody. During this invitation, if you want to come tell me, tell me. If you want to tell somebody uh, that you're with, tell them. If you want to wait until after, tell me then. Tell somebody. Make it public. Let people know that you got saved. I'm not saying you got to do that right now, but I'm telling you, tell somebody. Because right now, if you're making a decision, it's the best decision you'll ever make in your life. It's the most exciting decision you'll ever make in your life. So talk to God right now. Tell Him. Just talk to Him about how your life's going. He wants to hear from you. God, I pray right now that you save more people today. God, I pray right now, Lord, that you be with us as believers, that you've convicted us. Lord, I pray that you be with the church, that you tell us that we need to choose your choice for us, that we need to choose your will, that we've got that decision to make. So, Lord, I pray right now that you speak to your church. In Jesus' name, amen. If you guys will stand, if you want to come pray and be seated,